The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Before the feast of Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to pass from this world to the Father. He loved his own in the world, and he loved them to the end. The devil had already induced Judas, son of Simon the Iscariot, to hand him over. So during supper, fully aware that the Father had put everything into his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God, he rose from supper and took off his outer garments. He took a towel and tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and dry them with the towel around his waist. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Master, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will understand later. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, Unless I wash you, you will, not, you will have no inheritance with me. Simon Peter said to him, Master, then not only my feet, but my hands and head as well. Jesus said to him, Whoever has bathed has no need except to have his feet washed, for he is clean all over. So you are clean, but not all. For he knew he would betray he knew who would betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. So when he had washed their feet and put his garments back on and reclined a table again, he said to them, Do you realize what I have done for you? You call me teacher and master, and rightly so, for indeed I am. If I, therefore, the master and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. I have given you a model to follow. So that I, as I have done for you, you should also do. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Good evening, everyone. It's a joy to be with you. My name is Father Patrick. I am the associate pastor and campus minister at St. Paul's in Bloomington, so I, I'm a Dominican priest. It's a joy to be with you here tonight. On Holy Thursday, 1979, my father was standing in the parish hall after Mass, talking with his old high school baseball coach. I'm sure about the glory days of his time as a high school baseball player. When a cute girl walked in and caught his eye, and he walked over, sidled into a conversation, and said to that girl who became his wife and became my mother, the pickup line that will last forever, I hope, in my family. He looked at her and said, Molly, right? That's it. That simple, those simple two words. And because God had aligned it so, my mother was smitten. A few days later, they went on their first date, and a little over two years later, they were married. They're blessed with six children. They've been married now for, I think, almost 37 years. Thanks be to God. And I'd love to say that the reason I stand before you as a priest, the reason I physically stand before you, is because my father simply just had the courage to go over and introduce himself to my mom and call her a few days later and invite her out for dinner. Or that the sister who was working at the parish at the time, who thought my mom and dad would be a good couple, had cajoled them and their parents into getting them into the room at the same time. 
And both of those things are true. I stand before you in one way because of that. But the, the real reason that I stand before you today is because my mother and father, at the time my mom was 21, my dad was 23, realized something. They realized that if they were going to do something great in their lives, if they were going to have something that really mattered, they first needed Christ Jesus. They first needed to have God love them, to have God feed them, to have God show each of them the way, so that whatever way he put before them, they could do so in love and trust in hope of Christ Jesus. So often in our lives, when we see something good, when we see an opportunity in front of us, we jump up like St. Peter today in the Gospel. We see something that can be a blessing and we run to it. We want to do it. We want to pour ourselves into ministry, into this committee, into this good thing. We do so sometimes at the exclusion or over and above what Christ is doing in our lives or trying to do for us. And so maybe we attain something that on its surface is good, that on its surface is wonderful, and when we get it, we're empty inside. We don't have the fulfillment that we thought would come from this accomplishment, this thing. What Jesus is trying to show us, what St. Paul reminds us in that second reading, is that we first must receive from God before we are to give away. St. Paul says, I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you. We must first be a receptacle of grace, a receptacle of mercy, a receptacle of the goodness and love and beauty and truth of God before we can give it away. Because if we're just giving away and not being filled, we will become empty. Only God, only Christ Jesus can fill that in our lives. The beautiful irony of our faith is that the lamb who feeds us, that unblemished lamb that is so eloquently spoke about in that first reading, that unblemished lamb that is to be fed to the Israelite people, that is to, his blood is to mark their doors, in our faith, it's the lamb who we eat is the lamb who prepares the meal, the lamb who serves us the meal. God is not just the lamb being fed to us. He is the one bringing it to us. And this is what he desires so greatly in our lives, that he wants us to be marked by his blood, but then he also wants to live within us. This is the beauty in many ways of the sacramental life that we have. That God doesn't just say, here you go, good luck, I love you. He participates, he allows us to participate in his life through the sacraments. The sacraments are tangential, they're physical, they are God embodied in some sort of sign for us. So that we can be healed, so that we can be fed, so that we can be cleansed. And the two sacraments we celebrate tonight, the institution of the Eucharist and the institution of the priesthood, Help us, perhaps, in the most tangential way to understand and to encounter God. The priesthood is a physical sacrament, right? I stand before you as a priest. It's something I live each and every day. But we can get to know priests. We can talk with them. We can walk with them. But we can also, and this is beautiful, see them for the human person that they are. See them for the man who struggles, the man who is not perfect, but striving after perfection. The sacrament of holy orders helps us to see that God isn't working his life around us. He's working in the midst of our struggle. 
That God isn't coming to wash just our hands, but he wants to wash the dirty part, the part that is most quickly dirtied, our feet. God stoops down so as to lift us up. And the priest embodies that. The priest brings us Christ Jesus sacramentally, but also shows us the face of what we're called to become. We're called to strive after holiness in spite of, and sometimes because of, our brokenness, our struggles, our shortcomings. And the Eucharist helps us to see that God not only desires to be in our lives, but to nourish our lives. St. Augustine, when he's talking about the Eucharist, he says, In all things that we eat, that thing that we eat becomes a part of us. For instance, if we eat a hamburger, we do not become a hamburger. The hamburger becomes a part of us. But when we consume Jesus in the Eucharist, we become a part of what we eat. That which enters into us draws us to himself. The Eucharist helps us to understand and helps us to physically touch the fact that our faith is here, but it is eternal. It is new, but it is ancient. That when we encounter God, we encounter something totally beyond. Something seemingly small and something seemingly touchable invites us into something infinite and beyond our understanding. This is how God desires to work in our lives. He invites us into that relationship. He invites us into that communion so that we might go forward and do great things. I'm more and more convinced that the reason my parents have the great marriage that they have, and I am spoiled rotten by the fact that they have such a wonderful and positive marriage, the more I'm convinced they, are, they have that because from the very first moment of their time together, Christ was first. They have been pulling each other and pushing each other to Jesus and then to all the other wonderful things. And the Lord desires that for each of us. To first and foremost, to let him love us. To first and foremost, to let him serve us, to forgive us, to feed us, so that we can go forward and do great things, not on our own, but as the hands, as the heart, as the mouth of Christ.